0: Continuing down the tracks of this Sign of the Times B-Side train, we're going to be talking about Shockadelica on this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast. And joining me to discuss this sexually charged Camille track is Leslie Ballard. Welcome back to the show, Leslie.
1: Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So Shockadelica is the song we're talking about, as I mentioned. And I think we're going to be kind of diving into the lyrics of the 12-inch version. Um, It's kind of like the long version and it's the version that we that was originally on the 12-inch release of if i was your girlfriend and that's what the song is the b-side to is prince's second single from sign of the times if i was your girlfriend which was also a camille track so um, you know buyers of that single in the 80s were treated to you know back to back camille camille songs so even if you weren't super familiar with the the project that was kind of abandoned uh, before the release of sign of the times you definitely recognize the way that prince's vocals were pitched up and you recognize his voice some people like it some people don't like it i dig it because i think it really kind of signifies a unique aspect of prince's creativity at the time and some of the you know some of the best songs in my opinion on sign of the times or sign of the times era at least are camille tracks i love mm-hmm. housequake I love right. If I Was Your Girlfriend. And I love this B-side, Delica. What are what are your thoughts overall on the song, Leslie?
1: So, uh, I love it. <laughs> and anyone who knows me on social media or Peloton or whatever probably knows that. My Peloton name is Delica. If anybody's on the leaderboard, add me. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, my, my Twitter handle is Shockadelica78. I've always loved this track. Um, just because of how old I am or whatever, my initial... Um, introduction to this track was on the hits and the b-sides um in the 90s rather than actually uh, on uh the if i was your girlfriend the b-side of that of that single uh but later on when i got a little older and started to rediscover earlier prints that i was a little too young to appreciate the first time i i got to hear that the 12 inch etc so uh yeah I, lo- I love this track and i'm with you i think camille is uh, that persona or whatever you want to call it is a very uh, interesting uh, aspect to Prince's uh, musical and lyrical and creative personality.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And I actually, I'm, I'm with you on the hits and the B sides um, introduction to the song. I didn't go out and buy the, if I was your girlfriend single, I barely even at the time, I barely even knew that was a single (laughs) because it really didn't, it didn't cross over in the way that sign of the times and you got the look did. Or even I could take the I could never take the place of your man. So, if I was your girlfriend, was more popular I think in other markets, but in the in the pop charts and in the pop markets where I was listening to radio in 1987, it was it was a mess. And so I wasn't really familiar with Shockadelica until the hits and B sides in '93. So the seven inch version again is the version that a lot of us were familiar with. And you know, it, 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 even just if you have that version and you enjoy. you know kind of like the radio edit version the shorter version that's great it's still a great song it's not like you're Mm -hmm. missing out it's just with every or with most 12-inch singles that Prince released in the 80s especially you were treated to a little extra something with the 12-inch and um, in this case you're treated with just you know a couple more minutes of music some additional lyrics and just an extension of of kind of like this really fun rocking song that Shaka Delica ends up giving us a big kind of a big different different sound from if I was your girlfriend, which was besides the Camille voice, which of course is the the common thread between the two songs. The the tone and the uh, lyrical content um, are, are quite different. If I was your girlfriend was more of like a a dramatic psychosexual um, ex- exploration of of Prince's longing for closeness with another person shockadelica seems to be really more kind of a kind of raunchy not really though um song about i guess a woman and this is where as we start getting into the (laughs) lyrics it's a little confusing to me sometimes about what like the pronouns that that prince uses and you know what perspective is he singing from is he singing from the perspective of camille is he singing about camille you know some of these things are a little less clear to me and i hope to get your opinion on some of it because i have also had some confusion about what this song is really about throughout the years and and i it didn't dampen my enjoyment of the song because i've always just really kind of enjoyed it for its musicality and and for how prince performs it and some of the lines are fun and, and and memorable uh but what is he really getting at i wasn't ever quite sure for the longest time and i'm still may not be completely sure and that's what i guess we'll (laughs) kind of flesh out in this episode Uh, maybe we won't come to a conclusive answer but at least we'll be able to bounce some ideas off of each other uh one thing i wanted to bring up as far as the history of this song is kind of like its origin story and with a lot of prince songs you know we've, we've become a little more knowledgeable of the history behind some of the songs and why they were written or titled the way they were or what where they came from and this one has a <laughs> this, this one has a funny kind of peak petty prince uh, <laughs> origin story. I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about Leslie, but yeah. um so the name Shockadelica is the title of one of Jesse Johnson's album. Jesse Johnson being a former guitarist of The Time and he and Prince had a kind of adversarial friendship. Like they were like seems like they were kind of like frenemies for for a lot of <laughs> a lot of the time that uh, he was with The Time. And, you know, there's a lot of stories and speculation as to why that was. But nevertheless, you know, when Jesse left the time a couple years prior to uh, the release of the Delica, his Delica solo album, you know, he and Prince weren't exactly on the greatest terms, just like Prince and Morris weren't. And actually several members of the time that at this point, they weren't on great terms. So Jesse had an album called Delica. Uh, Prince or you know it wasn't quite released yet but Prince knew that he was titling his next album Shockadelica and he really thought that was a great name a great name for an album and I guess how the story goes is he found out Jesse didn't have a title track for it like he had a great album title but no song to accompany it and so you know he kind of uh needled him a little bit and and said that he had a song he wrote a song maybe that he would offer Jesse and Jesse was a Jesse's words he said no i you know i'm good i don't need your song man and i think it was part of Lee because he didn't want to be kind of indebted again to prince and cuz you know he always kind of probably felt a little bit of of that as a member of the time like he was just kind of like a hired hired musician he didn't want to feel like prince had this control over his musical output anymore so he declined, he declined, and Prince is like, All right, fine, I'll just release it myself. <laughs> and, and uh the the pet that's not necessarily the petty part. The petty part, <laughs> I guess, is that Prince made sure that this song was heard before Jesse's release. Yep. Like he fast tracked it somehow and got it finished and mixed and everything, and then like had some radio station play it just to get it out there. Seemingly just to make it seem like Jesse ripped Prince off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he, he put it out on like kmoj and it was like see isn't it great you know and tried to actually convince jesse to put it out like on a, a second practicing and and he wouldn't do it
0: <laughs> yeah i know i mean you know jesse's <laughs> probably a very proud man i imagine he's like i appreciate it but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna stoop to this kind of level and <clears throat> you know expose the fact that you wrote a song for me you know, performed it, it would seem and then for me to put it on after the fact would just make it seem like I'm still kind of trying to ride your famous coattails. And uh, I think at that point, Jesse was t- totally over it. So he wanted to pursue his own direction, his own musical direction. So we get Shockadelica. Jesse doesn't. But there's an album that was released around the same time. It's very confusing for anybody who's like not really aware of their connection to see an album. that Because it's not like Shockadelica is a really common term. Right. used a lot you know it, it, to see two two instances of this word used in you know short succession there in 86 87 would be probably fairly confusing to most uh just casual observers of the two artists but yeah that's that's basically the story he this was recorded in september of 86 but we didn't get it until like officially get it besides just like hearing it on the radio when he released it early until you know mid 87 when if i was your girlfriend was released as a official single but it's a it's fun it's an interesting you know third looking back 30 some years later it's it's okay it's i get it just, those two those two had kind of like one of those relationships that they just like to uh pick at each other and super like i said super petty uh pull move on prince power move on prince's part to release the song ahead of jesse's album though <laughs> All right, so um, moving on then to the song itself, since we kind of touched on the, a little bit of its history and its origin story, Prince seems to really like be playing with gender pronouns on this song, and this is where I kind of expressed a little bit of my initial confusion about uh, who is he singing this from the perspective of, who is he singing this about, who is he singing this to? Those are, those are three kind of really key questions that You know, anybody who's really trying to understand this song's lyrics have to ask themselves as the song is being performed. Because he's singing the song in the voice of Camille, right? I think we both agree this is a Camille song. It was actually intended for the Camille album proper. So when Camille, the project, was being fleshed out in late 86, this was on the track listing. So it was going to be, you know, it was going to make that album. It was never just thought of as a B-side at that point. So if that's the case, so if Prince is singing from the perspective of Camille, then um, we have to kind of take a look at it from that perspective And as we're going through the lyrics a little bit. Is this kind of like a real, and I wonder if this is a real good example of gender fluidity, or if it's, or if as we talk through the lyrics a bit, that's not necessarily the case, and um, we understand maybe it's a song about a completely different persona altogether
1: yeah you know those same questions you're asking I've, I've been asking myself for years and um i think the really confusing part for me comes bit down to one question why is the name camille actually mentioned in the lyrics mm-hmm. um you know if camille is the one singing it then why is camille speaking in the the third person right um in the lyrics the historical record from Prince himself from others around him um, is that the Camille persona was intended to be a boy or a man. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that there were, I've seen some interviews and um, the incredible Dwayne Tudal mentions this in his most recent book, uh, Prince and the Parade Inside of the Times-Era Studio Sessions, about, um, you know, I think it's in like the, is it the Love Sexy tour book or, Somewhere like that, where it mentions, you know, a boy a boy named Camille, um or or yeah, a boy named Camille, I think is how it puts it. And then there's interviews where where Prince uh, acknowledged that the Camille character or alter ego was named after um, an intersex person from like the nineteenth century who um was, I think, assigned female at birth, and then, I don't know what the circumstances were, chose, reclassified, whatever, um, as male later on. And that that's where the name Camille came from. So it, it seems to be that he intended for Camille to be regarded as a boy, a man, male in some way. So that mm-hmm. raises even more questions about the lyrics, right? Like when you when you read them for that, from that perspective. But yeah, I mean, I remember early, you know, years ago, first listening to this song, thinking, wait a minute, is Camille Shakadelica? Is that just a nickname? Like, what what's going on here?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got the same questions I've got, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I brought up the, the gender fluidity, because, yeah. again, I've heard the same things that you've heard and read about Prince referring to Camille as a boy, as, as male. And so, but then in this song, you get if we're interpreting it correctly, and this is where we can as we start getting through the lyrics, we'll decide whether or not we really are interpreting it correctly. Uh he will principal will refer to Shaka Delica as a as a female, as a woman. But it then is Camille to your point, Shaka And if they are, then they're also women. they're also female. So then mm-hmm. it's like they kind of can be either or depending on the song, depending on the narrative. So um, let's let's start going through the lyrics because I think that uh, these questions will need to be addressed. <laughs> as in, And also for the listener, uh, what are we talking about? So, yeah, let's let's do it. The lights, go out,
2: the lights go out, the smell of doom. It's creeping into your lonely room. The bed's on fire, your fate is sealed, and you're so tired.
0: The lights go out. The smell of doom is creeping into your lonely room. The bed's on fire. Your fate is sealed, and you're so tired. And the reason is Camille. Uh, so I'll stop there before we get into the next part. So this, these initial lyrics kind of give off like a kind of a creepy, sinister vibe. You know, the smell of doom. Uh, cre- using the word creeping. Um, your fate is sealed beds on fire. These are all, I would say, I mean, a lot of these lyrics at least evoke in me thoughts of, of something sinister, something that's a bit unsettling, Um, maybe, you know, dangerous a little bit as well. What, what kind of imagery or what do you think about this opening section of lyrics besides the, you know, the ending line, which causes confusion?
1: Yeah. Uh, Sinister, threatening, things like that, I I think about, you know, something that, you know, is going to be a bad idea, but you can't help but still want to do it. Yeah. You know, it um, it, and I've always had this mental image that if if they were to record a music video for this, that they could reuse the set of automatic. (laughs) Um, Right. Like the, you know, chained up to a bed, just that, you know, that very I don't know. Uh, it just seems seems similar that to that to me. It's interesting that it that it mentions, you know, is creeping into your lonely room. Like he that's a theme, of course, throughout a lot of Prince's lyrics, right? Loneliness and mentioning uh, loneliness. And I've just always thought that that was interesting that he that that's prominent in, in the very first verse uh, of this of this song that you know, whatever this, threatening force is that's coming in you know and, and and your fate is already sealed it's gonna happen you know it's gonna happen but it's preying on loneliness maybe yeah um, maybe I, I think i think that's an interesting um interesting lyric there
0: yeah and, and actually good good uh, call out with the lonely room because it also makes me think of another song prince recorded maybe a year prior Uh, Empty Room, which Mm -hmm. um, was never released, officially released, until it was part of a a live version, came out later on um, in the 2000s. What was was that set? He released a version of Empty Room eventually, which was taken from a soundcheck. That song is kind of more about a a breakup. This one, you know, it isn't necessarily about a breakup. This seems to be more about, I don't know, like a, a sexual encounter that is... (laughs) <laughs> that is going either gone gone terribly wrong or exactly right, depending on, you know, how kinky you are or you know what you're what you're trying to get out of it. Uh in the so tired line, your fate is sealed and you're so tired, and the reason is Camille. So the tired part makes me feel like or you know gives me the the thought that Camille in this case, because it says the reason is Camille that you're so tired, Camille kept this person up all night because uh she's insatiable sexually or she's you know really adventurous and you know it's it's something that or if there's some sort of um bondage or something really like i said kind of kinky going on here that it is a very time-consuming activity that these two have engaged in (laughs) right and it kept him up all night
1: (laughs) and if camille is not shockadelica then why then this why is camille keeping him up
0: Yeah, exactly. The reason is Camille. And so if you're if you're implying that Prince is singing this from the perspective of Camille, then he's basically saying the beds on fire, your fate is sealed and you're so tired and the reason is me. Right. Cuz me, I am Camille in this song. So again, this is where I, like you you listen to this first grouping of lyrics and you initially think that this is going to be a song that's about Camille and i'm not sure we always get that impression throughout the rest of the lyrics or you know i don't i'm not sure that we're supposed to even assume that based off of how the rest of the lyrics go but this is what you get right off the bat because of how prince words this first verse so keeping that in mind as we go through the rest of the song i think it's kind of like how we have to you know keep that perspective in mind and then we can either debunk debunk our theories or confirm our theories about the song being about camille slash shockadelica
1: um oh i just wanted to say i was searching back through my memory banks and maybe empty room was on c
0: note c note that that's that what it yeah yep i was thinking news for some I'm like no that's all all, it was uh, one of the
1: mpg music club releases i think it was c note
0: it was you're absolutely right that's the one thank you for clarifying that (laughs) I knew it was going to bother me until I looked it up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Anyway, um, then we get to the next grouping of lyrics. I guess you can call it the chorus for the most part.
2: It must be witch. She got your mind, body, and soul. Yes. You need a opinion, never wears a stitch. For you can take her home.
0: After he says the reason is Camille Mille. then you go, shockadelica. The girl must be a witch. She got your mind, body, and soul hitched. Shockadelica. You need a second opinion, but she never wears a stitch, so you can't take her home. Okay. Now he's using, like, you know, a different perspective, like a third person perspective. She and her, and, and, and we're also, the pronouns are are female here. Mm-hmm. Shockadelica. The girl must be a witch. I mean, he says right there shockadelica the girl must be a witch she got your mind body and soul hitched she never wear you need a second opinion she never wears a stitch so you can't take her home okay so we it's clear he's, he's used several female pronouns in this this chorus so i think at this point we have to assume you know that that shockadelica is a, a female is a woman so anyway um like in this chorus there's a lot of great imagery again going on here, just like in that last line or the last verse. What do you, what do you like with the chorus, Leslie?
1: So my favorite line in this entire song is in this section. The, uh, you need a second opinion, but she never wears a stitch. So you can't take her home. I absolutely love that line. (laughs) Um, yeah, it cracks me up. It reminds me actually of like super freak.
0: I was just going to say that. Yes, it absolutely does.
1: Um, You know, the kind you you don't bring
0: home to mother. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) You know, it's like, man, I I really feel like, you know, I'm second guessing myself. Is this, is this woman okay? Like I really need, I need the opinion of people that I trust, but I can't bring her home because she's naked all the time.
0: Like (laughs) she's like, she's inappropriate. Like (laughs) like everything about her is inappropriate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun, funny line. You're absolutely right.
1: I, I did want to mention too that uh, you know the the girl must be a witch. Um, I, I think Prince has said in an interview before that Delica is about a witch.
0: Um, like a literal so, witch.
1: Yeah, there was an interview. Um, I think it was like in like an internet interview. I don't remember, like maybe like Yahoo or somebody like that years ago did an interview with him, and he mentioned uh, that the... I think that was the exact quote. Shockadelica is about a witch. Huh. Um, but, you know, in in the lyrics, it's a little more ambiguous because, you know, the girl must be a witch and then we'll get later on to it. You know, is it a mirage? Right. Is, is any of this even real? Right. Did I dream this? Whatever. Um, but, yeah, this line is the first time that that's even brought up as a possibility. But, you know, it, it could be here, you know, metaphorical, maybe not a literal witch, but she definitely has cast a spell on him, all right? In some way, you know. Essentially, that's what what the song's about. Um, yeah. Anyway, wanted to point that out.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's I. It's interesting you mentioned the you know Prince saying that because I've always taken it to be a metaphorical witch because of just how uh, engaging she is and just how sexual she is and how forthcoming she is with her sexuality. That it kind of entrances certain men who are uh maybe who have weaknesses for this type of woman or for somebody who's you know this this who's owning their sexuality to this level like that chaka delica does in this song and you know using the term witch yeah it definitely sparks imagery of somebody being under somebody's spell like a love witch or a sex witch or something like that but then i also get Like the use of the word witch is kind of clever because, you know, like the Salem witch trials back in the day, um, you know, during the colonial times, they were often women who kind of deviated from societal norms of that time. And, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so anybody who was either gay or bisexual or, you know, exhibited any kind of behavior that was different that didn't fit into society maybe a little dangerous which you know the first whole verse talks about how kind of dangerous <laughs> uh, dangerous the situation is um, but I like in a kind of a acceptable kinky dangerous not like a deadly dangerous uh, that could have been perceived as witch like behavior and so I like just like the use of that because it does provide the imagery of both like this is somebody who if this wasn't the The 20th century 1980s this person could have been tried as a witch potentially based off of her constant nudity and uh her ability to you know turn you know make men uh weak um and put them in a trance so to speak not a literal trance but that you know somebody especially somebody like somebody powerful in that society let's say uh sleeps with shockadelica Delica. They could always like, I I wasn't in control of myself because she's a witch and she, it's her fault. Made, she, she made me do it. Yeah, let's burn her at the stake. And then these people, these men were then absolved of their, um, you know, their ownership of, of and their part of, you know, this encounter because they could just <laughs> claim she was a witch. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, that's a great line. That's great. I mean, there's lots of great lines in here.
1: I can remember uh, chat conversations. I don't remember if it was like on mpg M- music club or wherever right in the in the early 2000s late 90s where rumors took on legs and a life of their own that this song was about stevie nicks uh, um, and and i'm like okay first of all there's no evidence that she is an actual witch other than recording rihanna and, and now appearing on american horror story season three but you know people oh yeah it's, it's clearly about her and you know i always thought that was kind of funny and silly because again i've never seen i mean if anybody's seen it let me know but i've never seen any evidence that the song was about her or that she is indeed a witch
0: no no and she's kind of played into that persona and embraced it and owns it um but in like the 80s well i mean sure sure all that stuff was still a big part of her uh, image back then but no, I, I never heard that, but yeah, I can see how people might make that assumption or leap leap to that conclusion. And we know that Prince was a Stevie Nicks fan. Um, so it yep. wouldn't be completely out of character for him to, you know, sing a song with her in mind or write a song with her in mind. But no, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not I'm gonna not make any convinced. assumptions here either. <laughs> I'm not convinced either, no. No. And and by all accounts we don't have any Evidence to support that she and Prince were ever, you know, uh, an item either. Right. She
2: got you tied with a golden robe. She won't let you play your guitar. And when you cried enough, maybe she'll let you up. On nasty in a shot with Car. She'll make you baby. All
0: right. So then after that, we get the next lines, uh, grouping of lines. She got you tied with a golden rope. She won't let you play your guitar, and when you've cried enough, maybe she'll let you up for a nasty ride in her chaccadella car. She'll make you beg, please girl uh okay, so with this one there's some there's some cool stuff here, but a lot of it's kind of the same kind of uh it goes the same direction in terms of like explain or expressing how. She in this case, which I guess we're gonna call she, shockadelica. Is, I mean, is that kind of what <laughs> where yeah, your let's mind go with goes that. with that? Okay. Instead of saying she is Camille in this case, because I just I just don't have a hard time reconciling that the she in this song is Camille based on everything that we know about. Camille. Yeah, there's
1: no there's no if I recall correctly there's there's no more references of the name Camille in the song. It's just that one like interjection there. i Yeah. I say let's yeah. go with shockadelica. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so in this case, you know, Shaka Delica's tying you up, and this is again where like he's not singing like she tied me up or she tied, you know, he's Prince is if Prince is singing this in the, again as Camille, he's not talking about how Shaka is affecting him, how Shaka Delica has, you know, kind of taken over his mind, body, and soul. He's talking about you whoever you is in this song. So I don't know if we ever get any answers about who the you is in this song, but the, you can play guitar. She won't let you play your guitar. Um, so I guess we have a little bit of a clue that is that the, you is a musician, maybe Camille singing about Prince, you know,
1: <laughs> or maybe, I mean, in his pettiness, maybe Camille is taking a jab at Jesse.
0: Sure. Jesse was a guitar player. Absolutely. Great not like he was a keyboardist or a drummer he was guitar lead guitar so that makes sense too so yeah it could be either or um prince or or jesse could it be the you in the song if we're going to you know put anybody to it could you could just be generic you as well um no nobody specific in mind but yeah uh knowing the history of the song and knowing you know how prince likes to make jabs uh, a golden rope i don't really know if there's any significance to the rope being gold
1: yeah he he could have just needed a two syllable adjective right for yeah. for rope um but you know it, it, maybe there's you know a golden rope is it you know material things flashy um valuable mm-hmm. you, you know things like that right is is she tying you up with um promises mm-hmm. of or you know whatever of of flashy things um yeah, could be that. yeah it could or be. again yeah. could just sound cool
0: yeah either or i'm, I'm cool with <laughs> either way um and i like i like the line that she won't let you play your guitar because coming f- you know being sung by a, a person who was so kind of um his persona was so aligned with that instrument for much of for most of if not all of his career you know, Prince and, and his guitar are a very like they have a they have that special relationship. I mean, he even wrote a song about it later in the 2000s from um Planet Earth album. I love you, girl, but not like I love my I love guitar. My guitar. <laughs> so for him to say, like, she won't let you play your guitar. That's that's a big offense. You know, that's a very uh, important piece of information to know about Shockadelica. Like she might tie you up and she might, uh, you know do other things that could be dangerous considered dangerous but the fact that she will let you play her guitar oh I don't know that's that's pushing She's that's pushing she's even
1: taken a part of your identity right like that's very um I don't know I don't want to say infantilizing but it's just I mean that's taking a significant piece of of, of a musician yeah right and, and, and it doesn't say she doesn't want you to play it she, she won't let you like she's in control here
0: yeah that's of, every, of everything Exactly. That's weirdly what it kind of boils down to. I think is just giving examples of how in control Shaka Delica is and how much control she she has. I mean, you can almost even call this a precur This whole song a precursor to P control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know about. I mean, it's not exactly the same, um, but in a way, it's kind of calling it like somebody who's a woman who's really has total control over their life and in this case shockadelic is using this control to control a man we assume um i guess i don't know if he uses a pronoun for the person other than you so it doesn't have to be a man i suppose but i don't know if later on it mentions it. i forget but we'll go through it and see if there's any clues that it's a man that shockadelic is tying up and not letting them play the guitar but uh, I just get a lot of like S and M type mm-hmm. vibes from this song. I don't know if it's just me.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like when I was saying the the set from Automatic. That's the exact vibe and aesthetic I, I'm getting to.
0: Yeah, and they tie Prince up in that song, and yep. maybe it's not a golden rope, but it's a rope nonetheless. Exactly. So for sure, and the Chaquidella Car is a kind of a fun play on words, Chaquidella Shock-a-de-la-ca, Cush, Chaquidella Car. That's always interesting as well and you know it's a nasty ride so i think there was um i think he uses the word nasty later on too Mm -hmm. and i know he used the word nasty and la 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 he 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 because i remember talking about that with richard and then of course we've got the janet jackson song nasty that was a big hit in 86 87 as well so Nasty must have been just one of those words that was kind of in kind of in the air, being used by all these artists, musicians at the time. Right. Um, I mean, it's still a word that people use to describe something. That's, but typically, I think these days, at least what I hear it used, it's more of has more of a negative, negative connotations. Like a nasty ride in a shakalaka car kind of gives me the impression that it's it's uh, more more fun than the Knot, although it's maybe a little bit dangerous still, too.
2: We got you in a chance Cause when this woman said dance, you dance
0: All right, so the chorus again is um, different, which is kind of cool. You get a little bit of new words to go along in the chorus. It's not identical. Shockadelica got you in a trance, because when this woman say dance, you dance. Shockadelica, you need a second opinion, but you just can't leave her alone. With her, you've got no mind of your own. Okay, so yeah, mostly different words here, which is, like I said, kind of fun. What do you you like in this chorus, this new chorus?
1: Um, I love the references to dancing. Um, Of course, that's another theme or motif throughout Prince's history, creative history, you know, talking about dancing. um, You know, you make me want to dance like he's he's always mentioning things like that. So I, I really like that mention here, you know. Can't leave her alone with her. You got no mind. No mind. At, that's hard to say.
2: It is. <laughs> with her, it is hard to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: with her, you got no mind of your own. Like that's, now that I think about it, that was really impressive that Camille said that that fast. um <laughs> But yeah, she's, you know, the bottom line she's completely in control. You're brainwashed. You got no choice. This is this, you're, the train has left the station and is going down the tracks and you're on it.
0: Might as well enjoy it. When this woman say dance, you dance. Yeah. Again, you just kind of like get. You totally get this imagery, and this could like be a a great, uh, you know, empowering anthem for somebody who, (laughs) you know, somebody's pissed off. Like the, you know, the patriarchy hit them hard today, uh, and they wanted to get back at some men, but not really necessarily, you know, just do it in a in their safe space and just uh, express some frustration. You could put on Shockadelica and and you know imagine some well you don't want to imagine somebody that you don't like though i guess <laughs> some of these songs because there's it, kind of has more too too much sexual sexuality involved in some of this uh, domination that shockadelica is doing but uh, nevertheless you can think of this song in that in that manner that it's just this person has so much power and has is so so attractive so sexy so arousing that they put people in a trance, put men in a trance potentially. And I think, the you know, hot thing kind of expresses a little bit of that same sentiment. Uh, when, you know, in that song, Prince sings from the perspective of somebody who's just mesmerized by this hot thing on the dance floor. Uh, this is obviously is taken to kind of the uh, nth degree with how far that, um, You know, the woman takes this this power and this ability to kind of control men with her sexuality. And maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on the sexuality, but I just get a lot of a lot of really strong sexual vibes from this song. Is it just me?
1: No, it's not just you. And it's funny, um, that's sort of the reason why I chose it as my Peloton leaderboard name. Not for I by no means feel sexy uh when I'm trying to get cardio (laughs) in. It's more like I'm trying not to die, but, yeah. uh, you know, that leaderboard name, they, they always tell you, you know, feel, uh, choose something that makes you feel powerful. And, you know, when I clip in and that's my persona, right. I feel strong and powerful, uh, as shockadelica. So that's why I chose it. I can see, you know, that piece of it, like I said, not sexually from, from that perspective, but I do, you know, the power that the strength, the, the badassness. Badassery, whatever you want to say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, <laughs> I, I definitely get that. But certainly, you know, the the lyrics of this song are a hundred percent, I think, sexual.
0: Yeah, they are. But yeah, you 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 are able to kind of flip that and and utilize it in a different way, which I appreciate. You know, you expressing how the song kind of does make you kind of feel like a badass if you're if you're taking on the persona of of Shakadelica in your real life you don't have it doesn't have to be all about sex it could just be like i've i've got this you know i i can control my own destiny i can control the situation that i'm going to be in here and like if you can use it to pump yourself up for whatever reason whether it's exercise or whether it's to you know give a presentation and you you know i mean a, a woman in, in business sometimes can probably look out and see you know two-thirds of the people out, out in the crowd men if they feel intimidated, they could think of them as shocky Like I could put all these men in a trance. I've got that power within me. I'm going to use my brain or I'm going to use whatever to do that. This is the kind of attitude I'm going to have. And I'm going to kick ass and look good doing it. Absolutely. Maybe that's a little bit of what, what this uh, song can give people who need it. Uh, again, it can also just be a really kind of fun song to dance to. It has all of these things, all these layers that can be, peeled back and you can take it however you want like as a man who enjoys this song i just i just dig you know the the whole the whole vibe of the song because i i enjoy even though it's written by a man sung by a man prince can and has done a good job in some songs to you know put that persona out there of us you know writing a song from the perspective of a woman which i guess we both kind of agree. He is in some ways, even though it's Camille singing, it's about a woman.
1: I, I think that this is another example of Prince um, including a woman in a song in such a way that she's not just an object, she has agency, like she's the main character, not a prop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, you know, yeah, she's powerful in, in this song, but um it really takes some some understanding and, and more in-depth consideration to write that way, I think.
0: No, I agree. I definitely agree. And, And sometimes Prince is very successful at writing songs that have that kind of through line with it, uh, with where the woman does have agency, but then sometimes you get a song and that he's writing from the perspective of a woman you just kind of shake your head and wonder <laughs> what is he doing this isn't this isn't the kind of song that can that really should express that same kind of um, feeling and I guess that just tells me that he is a multi-dimensional songwriter and can write a, a frivolous song where the woman seems like she's a ditz or she or he can write a song where the woman seems like she is total total control and uh, maybe even a little bit ahead of its time for when it was written it just depends on maybe the the his intention for the song like who is it going to be intended for like where was the end, where where was the song going to end up cuz i don't think he was writing songs from the perspective of a woman too often without having something in his mind to think like okay this is going to be part of the vanity 6 project or this is going to i'm going to give this song to sheli or something like that like but then you hear stories of songs that he wrote for either Joni Mitchell or uh, Bonnie Raitt, and you're thinking to yourself, "Really? Like you thought this would be a good <laughs> that song would be a good for, fit <laughs> that this would be a good fit for these women." So it's just it, he's just very inconsistent. I think sometimes <laughs> when he's writing songs for women, and I don't I don't know. I mean, he didn't write it for a woman, so this is where maybe again it's 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 a little confusing. Uh, when you're thinking about that, it's from the perspective of, or it's not actually from the perspective of a woman, it's about a woman, but it's not from the perspective of a woman, if we don't believe Camille is a woman. So it's just confusing and it does, it does make you scratch your head sometimes when, now this is where I mentioned again, I get confused sometimes and I, even in this episode, I've had to correct myself a few times talking about this song. So. Forgive me listeners for being so kind of scatterbrained when I'm <laughs> trying to talk about <laughs> the perspectives and who the song is about and who is it for and who's sung by because it, it is all very confusing. Okay, moving on. Um, we do get now kind of just like some lines where you just sing Shock Delica and you got that doobie, 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 yeah. But then we get the actual next real grouping of lines. It's more of like a refrain or a little bit of repeating of the same same lines. At least the first two lines where he says, the lights go out, the smell of doom. Again, it's creeping into your lonely room. Again, it's creeping into your lonely room. So clarify that's an added word he's talking about this happening again like it's a repeated occurrence and those two lines repeat from the first uh, grouping of lines that we had at the beginning of the song but then he says is this a dream or is this real or is this just a mirage you feel and this goes back to the comments you made earlier about um or just a little bit ago about is this mirage like is this whole is this whole experience a mirage is shockadelica a mirage
1: right and but the interesting thing to me is that he says a mirage you feel you can't feel a mirage it's an ah, illusion right yeah. that i think that's an interesting line like you know where you could be questioning yourself okay it, it if this is not real then why can i feel it you know
0: yeah, yeah that is a good question because again mirages are supposed to be something. That you can visualize, that you see, you don't feel a mirage generally. So that is an interesting kind of uh, take on the word mirage. It's just one makes you wonder if he just accidentally misused it, you know, like, um, or if it was intentional. And if it's intentional, then you kind of wonder like, shockadelica might be real, but is the feeling that shockadelica is? Giving the you in the song a mirage, like is it all really just kind of fake, and you're just so uh, entranced by this this woman's um, appearance or by some of the ways that she makes you feel that all of the stuff that you're feeling kind of doesn't feel real. Like, and that sounds confusing because it is because it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, how to feel a mirage? That's a good question that I don't really have a lot of answers for.
1: And again, he could have just, you know, the word feel might have just rhymed with real. And, you know, he just needed it to to, to fit there. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Anything's possible, right? So yep. I think I'll leave that there and let people kind of interpret for themselves if they think how, how Mirage that you would feel fits in the context of the song, or if you just think that it sounds good. in the context (laughs) of the rhyming pattern that he was using. Um, All right, so more lines. Shockadelica, she must be a witch. She got your mind, body, and soul hitched. Shockadelica, you need a second opinion. She never wears a stitch. Can't take her home. Shockadelica, she got you in a trance when this girl say dance, baby, baby, baby. You dance. You dance, you dance, you dance, you dance. So that's all the same kind of stuff we've already heard. Nothing new There. Um, uh, anything you wanted to bring up again with those lines? I just wanted to
1: point out, you know, we were asking earlier, is the person, the object of shockadelicas control, a man or woman or otherwise?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And notice this says, when the girls say dance, baby, you dance. He doesn't say boy. He doesn't say, he does not specify a gender and that line. So we're still open to any gender here.
0: Yeah. Lyrically. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you kept or put that, you know, in the back of your mind when you're looking at these lyrics with me, because that is a question I was wondering if we would get answered. And so far, no, the answer is no, we have not been answered that question. So anybody can be, um, you know, the person who is being affected by shockadelica. But then we have some more lines. Very similar again. Shockadelica. She must be a witch. And what He's just repeating shockadelica. But then we have like in the back. little background. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Background lines that are uh, kind of repeating a lot of the same stuff. She got my mind. She got my mind, body, and soul hedge. So now in the background, it's supposed to be the person who's, who's being affected by shockadelica. I need a second. I need a second opinion. I just can't leave her alone. Uh, so just interesting again just you can't it's not anymore it's not she's got your mind body and soul hitched. and i'm trying to think back i think those lines are kind of i wouldn't say whispered that they put their kind of um quietly in the back
2: yeah they're so low in wonder, the mix
0: yeah exactly so i don't think it's even camille's voice which i guess makes sense because if we're saying camille sings the song about you whoever you is it wouldn't make sense for camille to also be saying she got my mind, body, and soul hitched. I need a second opinion. I just can't leave her alone. Sorry. Right. Whoever, whoever is affected by Shockadelica, you have to assume is kind of singing those lines. Um, so let's see. Then we get the bridge, and this is you know more of the extended version at this point, because really the the uh, the song cre- um Song fades out. The seven-inch version fades out with this whole. Uh, We haven't gotten to it yet, but they skip a lot of this And then they go back to the Mirage part Which is at the end of both songs just repeating shockadelica a few times the lights go out smell of doom is in my room is this a dream or is it real is this loneliness i feel going back to the lonely lonely room line from the beginning of the song shockadelica girl must be a witch bitch get up you've been laying on my guitar nasty bitch get up and he just starts kind of uh uh utilizing some lines to get some more song uh get some more sounds out in the song like two times. And then you have a a couple of synth stabs does it a few more times. He says that. So nothing significant there, but I do like the here he's calling her a bitch. You know, he says it twice. Girl must be a witch bitch. You've been laying on my guitar. Nasty bitch. Get up. Uh, (laughs) um, So this is not in the seven inch version. So now just by throwing those lines in there, you know, I almost get like a vibe that the that shockadelic is kind of wearing out her welcome. <laughs> a
1: little bit. Yeah, it's like it's like act two, you know, this person untied themselves and it's like, get up, you're on my guitar. Like, right. Like they suddenly found yeah. a backbone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we know why that uh she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't let him play the guitar because she was laying on it. <laughs> she physically was laying on it. So no wonder why he couldn't play it. <laughs> uh yeah, right, exactly. She's he's got a backbone now, this person. And uh the, you know, the honeymoon is over, so to speak. He's woken up in the morning, the trance is maybe worn off from the night before, and he's realizing, like, what have I done? Um, you know, this person has basically been in control of my mind, body, and soul for the past however many hours, uh, quite a while since I uh, couldn't get any sleep the night before and uh you know i've got i've got things to do (laughs) i gotta go to work i gotta i gotta go to the studio i've got to write a song you must be you must be a witch and then for him to use the word bitch twice again in a negative way uh for the most part you have to kind of assume it's a negative way the way he says it that um he's pissed off now he's like kind of regretting what he did and a bit angry that he allowed himself, I guess, in his mind or his, from his perspective, he allowed himself to be so uh, controlled that way. It's kind of the vibe I get from those lines.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Just that uh, sort of backlash to the uh, previous evening or I'm, I'm projecting that onto the song. We don't know that it was night, but, you know, the, the previous, like you said, the the earlier hours uh, activities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's 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 funny. I mean, it could be, you know, looked at as I don't want to say necessarily like in a derogatory way, but it, uh, anybody who is listening to the song and was on Shaka Delica's side is now all of a sudden like, whoa, hey, calm down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you 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 had just as much say in what happened. You may not seem like it was. You seem like uh, it seems like I was in total control all like, night, but you know, same time. You're you're a grown-ass man. You can if you didn't want to do this, you could have stopped it at any time. Don't take you don't take your shitty feeling off out on me in the morning. <laughs> sure, right. I'll get off your guitar though. I'll get off your guitar. Fair enough. That's a fair statement. I'll get off your guitar.
2: <laughs> is a feeling. The lonely cold. Sleeping alone a boy and and soon you grow In lust, but in love we will grow nobody should know i are talking about the lonely cold mama uh. shock-a-delica. Shock-a-delica.
0: all right shockadelica is a feeling the lonely cold sleeping alone will bore you and soon you'll grow old in lust we suffer but in love we will grow shockadelica is a feeling nobody should know i'm talking about the lonely cold mama oh shockadelica he says that a few more times. Everybody's singing together now. Repeat Shockadelica some more. Doobie, 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 yeah. So these are the lines that, I, you know, we were talking before recording, are, I would say, the most intriguing aspects lyrically of the the extended version, the long version of Shockadelica. Because now he kind of gives us a little more, Prince that is, gives us a little more of a clue as to what Shockadelica really is. Um, Whether or not we, you know, like the seven-inch version, we don't need all this extra kind of new agey feelings about Shockadelica. We just want to believe that she's some badass, badass chick with, uh, you know, complete agency over her body and over her um, encounters with men. But if you like the extra, like, uh, extra lyrics, then we can like talk about them a little bit. So, what what intrigues you about these lyrics, Leslie?
1: This part feels like, um, the you know, moral of the story, tying a bow on it, sermonizing Prince at the end, right? Like, so what we can learn from this scenario is, right, mm-hmm. um, you know, it and it and this verse has always felt to me like it could belong on a track on like love sexy, like almost like anesthesia vibes, um, not like musically or you know arrangement wise or whatever but the content um but yeah th- this reference to the lonely cold you know shockadelica is not just uh, a creeping in sexual force that overpowers you it's a it's uh it it's almost like he's saying here that like shockadelica is the loneliness and cold that comes when something is purely lust with no love maybe, um, yeah. right? Because, you know, sleeping alone will, will, will bore you and soon you'll grow old. In lust we will suffer, but in love we will grow, right? And he says, Delka is the feeling nobody should know, right? So the lonely cold is something to be avoided. That um, that loveless lust turned all the, all the way to 10, right, just overpowering thing. He seems to be sermonizing a bit here that that's not necessarily the way you want to go.
0: Yeah, you know, um, this speaks a lot back to, or harkens back a bit to his post-Purple Rain sermonizing again about love versus sex. You know, Mm -hmm. the difference, knowing the difference, Um, lust being kind of, you know, that sinful activity that he expresses uh, regret for that being his vice and temptation, basically. Uh, Temptation, he, he says that he's a lustful man and he you know has to repent for that and in lust we suffer because again that is the same concept same concept that he was um, expressing regret for and temptation he's talking about it here a couple years later in shockadelica and while you know the whole first or you know first three quarters of the song gives you the impression that it's not really such a bad thing i mean yeah shockadelica is she can be a bitch if she's laying on your guitar but for the most part it, would, it doesn't you don't get the impression that it was a really overall negative thing despite the word use of the words like doom and creeping and lonely and some of the imagery you get at the end of the day you know you kind of you're i think you're supposed to feel at least in the seven inch version that you might have been used by shockadelica sexually but Hey, that was, that was something to experience, man. That was that was <laughs> kind of like one of those encounters that you tell your boys about when you get back. Like, wow, man, I met this woman last night who was just
2: wow. crazy,
0: but it was, yeah, wild. But it was, it, it was kind of, I don't know if I do it again, but I'm glad I did it kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but now it's, it's, you're right. It's kind of like a bit of a, a sermonizing and here's, here's the lesson to be learned kids. Um the lust that you experience at, with Delica, or as shockadelica because if it's a feeling isn't necessarily the lust you want it isn't necessarily the kind of relationships you should be looking for because there's no love really kind of expressed in any of the lines uh, previously so shockadelica doesn't love this person and here he's saying like you know that that's you did what you did and that is something that you should try to avoid. And it's it's meaningless. It's uh, It doesn't fulfill your soul. And he could be a, a bit projecting on us as the listener with some of maybe some of his encounters previously when he was single. And like, yeah, I've had these nights of wild, crazy sex with, you know, these groupies or other people. And I never felt fulfilled by it. And um, and now I'm going to sing a song about that kind of situation that happened to me and how I felt about it afterwards, which was empty and lonely.
1: I was just thinking, like, uh, Darling Nikki kind of reminds me of that vibe, too.
0: Yeah. You know? She's basically uh, a less witchy version of Shockadelica. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's just more clinical. Like, here's the... Here's the contract. Sign, uh, sign your name right. on the dotted line. <laughs> Shaka is just like, I'm going to use mind tricks on you and you're going to do whatever I want. <laughs> she's next level. Yeah, she's definitely next level. So we talked about the point of view, confu- the little bit of confusion with the point of view. And it's really just because of that line about Camille at the beginning. Without that line about the reason is Camille, meal, I don't think we would be nearly as kind of confused by the point of view and when he says here, shockadelic is a feeling, shockadelic is a feeling nobody should know, that does um, kind of make you go back and listen to the the song again to kind of see if it makes sense from that perspective, now that you're thinking shockadelic, is it a person or is it just a feeling? And I like how it makes you think, and he does that at the end of the song. So, hey, you got to start it all over again and listen to it now from a different perspective. So... listeners to the song enjoyers of the song and if you weren't familiar with those lines or weren't really sure what prince was saying there didn't really pay attention think of the think of the song now from that angle of shockadelica being a feeling and see how see how you uh interpret the lyrics or interpret the lines
2: moving forward
1: so we're almost to the end now and there is no specifier that the object here is male it never is said i like that that's cool
0: yeah, it's cool because it really allows everybody to put their themselves in the the shoes of the you that's being controlled and owned by Shaka and the, whether it's the woman or the feeling. Yep. Um, the final, the final lines of the song, a lot of it is similar. He does repeat lines about everybody's got the feeling, the lonely cold. He says that which just harkens back to the 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 lines we just spoke spoke about he repeats lines like the lights go out the smell of doom again creeping into your lonely room is this a dream or is this real or is it just a mirage you feel or is it just a mirage and he repeats that a few more times as the song kind of fades out and that's how the seven inch fades out as well and then uh He just repeats the line, shockadelica, one more time before the song ends. And that is shockadelica. Any final thoughts from you, Leslie, on the song? Anything that we didn't cover that you would like to talk about with the song?
1: When I was doing my research, I found out, I'm not a fan of Queen, the band, but I found out that they did a cover and went and listened to it. That was a trip. (laughs) Have you ever listened to No.
0: The Ween version. I yeah. I I intended to listen to it. I've I read about some of the stuff they add to it. It's it's way more explicit, if I understand correctly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. I could
1: I could have done without ever knowing about it, to be honest. But uh, it it was interesting. I just wanted to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe um maybe I'll uh when I post this episode and I'll put a link to the song so people can make their own choice and decision <laughs> whether sure. or not to listen to it and then you can come up to your come to your own conclusions but yeah no there definitely was a cover that i i was aware of but i've never le- actually taken the time to listen to i might have to correct that today so yeah i mean is the song a commentary on female sexuality uh, and how maybe society can you know fear these types of women t- and this is like hit prince expressing that fear a little bit or is it Is it him talking about and just another expansion on the idea of of love and sex, uh, lust versus love, and how in his mind one is pure and one is a sin, and and you don't you know and this is just kind of like a fable or a story about a situation, um, like an allegory almost about this type of this type of situation or this type of. um, Uh, battle between good and evil love love and sex or it's just a fun song that you just don't really have to think too deeply about and just dance to it and take it as an empowering anthem Uh, I think all of these all of these options work and I think they all should be applied to the song because it's it's all of them in my mind it's all all of the above
1: I agree you know so many of of Prince's tunes are that way that um, you don't have to boil them down to just one uh, particular oversimplification. They, they can be complex and multi layered and mean different things to different people at different times, uh, even different things within the same song um, that sometimes even conflict. And mm-hmm. that, that's how I feel about this one. Uh, the, you know, Shockadelica feels to me, I already mentioned before, empowering, makes me feel like a badass when I listen to it. It's a great, like, song to play when you're getting ready to go out for the evening <laughs> and and mm-hmm. you need to you know you need to pump yourself up i mean it it's it's great um great workout tune it's um i just i love this track
0: yeah i mean i i you know you've been a guest on my show for a while now and knowing that your um social media handle was shockadelica i'm like okay leslie's leslie's got first dibs <laughs> on this song i gotta no. offer it to leslie first um, I, cause I knew that there had to be a reason behind it. It wasn't an accident that you had chosen that. So I, I figured you had some, some enjoyment, had some kind of, um, strong personal, you know, feelings about the song, uh, usually positive if you're going to utilize it in your social media handles, I assume. Right. Like, oh no, shockadelic, I hate that song. I just use it to remind me how much I hate it. Now that's not how people usually do things. So. Uh, appreciate your perspective for sure appreciate you um helping me talk through the song i think i take i took a bit of an extra uh takeaway from this song after talking about it today you know i always think of it more as a an empowering slash uh kind of funny sexual song i never really think too much about the extra the added stuff that prince put into the 12 inch uh maybe just because you know the seven inch doesn't include all that, so you have to have the twelve inch in order to even get that message. But uh I, I prefer to think of the song more from its its fun angle, and <laughs> less so from that perspective. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Leslie. This has been the Wine Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brunniger. You can find the podcast, Presser Wine Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and on uh, YouTube now as well so check out the show on YouTube if you like um, using that social media platform I also have a Discord I put a link to the Discord server on the show notes for anybody who's uh, who's on Discord and likes using it to chat real time about prints or about really anything music related that's what the, the Discord server is all about for me and uh, until next time thank you very much and goodbye
2: The lights go out, the smell of doom Our game is creeping into your lonely room Is this a dream? Is this a dream? Or is this real? Or is it just a mirage? It's just a mirage, just a mirage just a mirage, it just a mirage Or is it just a mirage, or is it just a mirage